Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. I am excited, excited, excited. Chris, you, you have been like a, a kid in a candy store since uh, you found out he was going to be here on I, our opening show. I mean, stop and think about this. We This is our first show, and we have our first guest former attorney general john ashcroft he was you you sir were the attorney and you know this but i mean i'm, I'm like a kid you were the attorney general during 9 11 hey i'm old oh. but i don't have to be reminded of what i used to do <laughs> well, i'm still i'm still in this you know yeah yeah, yeah. sure I, I, it was it was one of those things i wrote a book about it. i said i was a privilege to be there but i didn't want to do it again yeah. never again was the name of the book I'm not promoting that it's too long ago it's too old a book but I read the book, and I mean, I love the stories that you tell about it. You you have a unique perspective, and I mean, you are one of our very own, Springfield's own, you and your family, um, and you love this area. You love Springfield, uh, and to to, to really re- to represent us on that stage, that wow, thank you. Well, we live here for one reason, it's because we'd rather live here than any other place in the earth. We, we do love this place, yeah. and we've lived on that farm north of Springfield for we're on our sixth decade. Six, wow! Decade. And you know, of course, uh, so uh, it's a privilege to live in the Ozarks. And uh, KWTO has been well. When I was a boy, it was talked keep watching the Ozarks was KWTO, and uh, so that, it's 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 mm-hmm. it's part of the fabric of what Springfield is. Delighted to be able to turn on five sixty in the morning. Already get, learning. Get the right information. Keep watching the Ozarks. I never do that. Am I the only one that didn't yes. know? Yeah, you yes. are. Yes, you are the only one. <laughs> we have a show on Sunday night. Yes. Keep watching the Ozarks. As a matter of fact, we're going to be featured on it here next weekend. Oh, wow. That's okay. the Bonnie Bell Show. KWTO. Keep, keep watching, watching the Ozarks. I feel so foolish right now. <laughs> well, you know, these uh, radio station call letters frequently had some kind of meaning. They did, back time. Yeah. And, uh, That's cool. So, okay, so I am just want to go down like this, like Springfield. I moved here in 1991. I can remember when, like, the Battlefield Mall was the last thing, like, there. I remember when Best Buy and those things, they had just been built. What's, like, tell me one of the things that's the biggest change here in Springfield that you that you would identify. Well, uh, for me, cultural issues are the biggest thing. And uh, the fact that the state of Missouri would welcome recreational marijuana is something that's a shock to my system. And I think it'll ultimately be a shock to the system of this culture because I think it's a gateway drug and I think it introduces people to a kind of, uh, boy, this, this shows how old I am, but to a kind of irresponsibility. We, we've always felt like we should get our kicks by without chemically altering our existence and that we should do it by doing good things and enjoying relationships with other people, not with chemical substances. So those are the kinds of things that distress me most about change. There are obviously big changes, and Springfield has raced to the south in one respect, and we live about eight miles north of the, six, eight miles north of the airport. So things are, in in many ways, like they were 50, 60, 70 years ago there. Yeah. But... uh and there has been a lot of good development and wonderful place. We still think it's the best place in the world to live, but uh, some of the cultural things are the things that have been most uh, most shocking to me. Yeah, it's, it's changing a lot. There's no denying that when you see some of the things that happened just even this past summer with you know the public display of the LGBTQ Pride Parade and how that's just taken off. It's 
It is shocking. I mean, I've only been around 20 years. Chris, you've been here. Yeah, it's, it's very years. shocking. I mean, you just didn't, you didn't see stuff like that back in the day, you know, and, and it is something that we're seeing more of. And I, and I don't want to do anything that's going to cause people a mental unstableness where it's, that's who they feel that they are, whatever that, that world is, whatever that looks like. But when you're almost in some cases forcing it down, even locally, sometimes forcing yeah. it, forcing us to, to deal with it. I mean, that, that's a challenge. That's a, that's a definite culture shock. Uh, forcing it to deal with us to deal with it. We've always dealt with things, but forcing us to give it special standing yes, and preference. Right. Yeah. And there's a difference between tolerance and affirmation. And, uh, I think we've been a pretty tolerant community and to the extent of that since all my life. We, yeah. Well, I haven't, hope I haven't spent all my life here because I want, I want to spend some more next week. <laughs> right. But, uh, there's a difference between tolerance. And then being forced to affirm it, yeah. which is to say that we believe in it's appropriate. And then be, we go beyond that now with the demand, I think, sometimes. it's We're forced to facilitate it. And we're not supposed to have to promote yeah. things we don't believe in. We can tolerate them, but we don't have to say they're good when we don't believe they're good in our heart of hearts. And we shouldn't have to fund it yeah. or provide a special category for people who... Uh, who want to indulge in things which we happen to believe are self-destructive. It's for me to have to support in a financial way people who are doing things that destroy themselves as persons is is a moral thing that I find repugnant. Yeah. So you these are these are complex issues. They really are. They really are. But but for me to have to fund it, for instance, for me to fund the mutilation of people to have their uh, physique or their physical characteristics changed because they don't like the way they were created. That's, that's a, that's a problem for me to spend the money that I'm forced to give to the government to get that yeah. done. Especially children who, it, it, that's child abuse that what, we're funding. What children. are you, you some kind of nut? I mean, you don't <laughs> want to be butchering children <laughs> yeah. based no. on somebody's idea that they should. And they've, con- yeah, of course. Did, did you ever think? that we would see some of the things that we're seeing in our society today. <laughs> did you, you know, ever imagine in your wildest dreams that, that these things would be happening? No, I did not. And uh, very frankly, that takes me to maybe some things you'll want to talk about today. I never thought when I was the governor of the state or when I was a United States senator, well, I was a, or when I was the United States attorney general, that I would see government um, turned on its citizenry in the way that it has been in recent times. Yeah. And uh, the, they used to talk about the haves and the have-nots. Now they're talking about the fors and against. And if you're against something, therefore, God help you. And it's it's a... That's true. That's so true. I like what you said there. And I know that you and I had a conversation about this right before I ran for Congress. You gave me some advice. And I remember the, they were always accusing you of, well, he's going to push his religious beliefs on on us and you know he's he's one of these bible thumpers and 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 they would <laughs> and they uh, and they always accuse you of that and you you gave me some advice about you know what what you felt about your religious freedom do you remember what that was oh, Let me share I, that please. i i have given it to a lot this came early in my time in politics people were afraid that i wanted to impose my religion on them and i don't believe that religion is something to be imposed 
I think religion is something that's inspired. So it, if it doesn't resonate from inside a person, imposing it on them is is wrong. So I, I always I coined this little phrase, which helped me negotiate or navigate some of the cross currents of politics, and that is that it's against my religion to impose my religion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you believe uh, as a Christian that God created us with the ability to choose. It's so profound that he even allows us to choose against God. Yeah. And then who are we to go in and say, no, we're not going to let you have that choice. Yeah. So it's against my religion to impose my religion. It's not a, against my religion, though, to expose my religion, yeah. to say this is what I believe. To speak and up about to it. To offer it, Yeah, but not to impose it. And I love that because, I mean, that helped me when I was on the campaign trail. I mean, I ran Pastor Alex. That's who I am. It, you know, it is. And I think we need good people with good values, Christian people good conservative people that are stepping up to stand up for our values and to speak up for those things because we are you know right now the line has been drawn in the sand and you said it it's not it's no longer tolerance it's do you affirm and if you don't affirm and um, I think Jalen Rose I used to love watching his show Jalen Jacoby sports talk show (laughs) and you know he he started with those silence is violence if you don't even stand up and, and tweet black lives matter then you're against us and how did it how did it get to be there right yeah, that, that's the thing is like that if, if you even have a, an opinion and you put it out there on social media, you know, the people who stand with you, you won't hear much from them. You maybe hear a few no, little comments. Right. It's the people who are against that idea or against that, that, that mindset of life or that, you know, whatever that might be. And then all of a sudden here, here it all comes. They're not afraid to voice their opinions, but the people who support you are afraid to voice their opinions because they don't want to be ridiculed at the same time. Yeah. And then so. You stepping up and speaking up, that's, that's something I want to, I want to get back to you, former attorney general Ashcroft. Like what inspired you to want to serve? Because what Chris is saying there, if you, you, when you put your neck out there, man, people, they're going to be shooting arrows at you from all sides. What inspired you? Well, I think values are at the core of human existence. And I think there are immutable values that are uh, eternal. And that they are, uh, they need to be supported. And the, the most important value in, in human existence is the value of liberty. And, uh, so I wanted to, I want to support liberty. And, and as much as we can provide for the opportunity for people to make their own choices and to have the consequences of their choices, that's a good way for a culture to operate. And that's what has made America great. Yeah. America was great because it was a place where free people were free, not just free to do things, but free to enjoy and reap the benefits and also the adverse consequences. Yeah. And there has been, in some respect, a, a, uh, a suggestion that half endorses that, that you're free, and it, but you don't have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, that's messed up. In the up. absence of responsibility. And just quickly, the definition of Freedom is not the absence of consequence. When you have choices without consequence, you're meaningless. You're not free. If That's what good. you do doesn't make a difference. And everybody at the, at, at the base of their human existence wants to have meaning. Yeah. We want, and so if the, someone tells you you're free, just do it. It won't matter. Well, it won't matter means you're meaningless, yeah. not that you're free. And that's, that's what we're fighting against now because like this whole, it's personal responsibility because that's a that's a that's a bedrock, a foundation of a good society and a good culture. I mean, if we didn't have our forefathers, our founding fathers, who 
came over here and, and personally took a responsibility to fight for a country, laying it all on the line, knowing that if they lost, they're going to lose everything. I mean, you take some personal responsibility for your choices. We've lost that now. And, and, and I hate to say it, but you look at, you know, this, you know, Marxism or the cultural Marxism, whatever. So, you know, um, you know, the socialism, it's trying to alleviate that personal responsibility. They're saying that the government should be the one responsible. I mean, that's not, that's not the way it is. So, you know, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, I, we, we, we're so privileged and honored to have, um, former attorney general John Ashcroft in studio. We, we're going to get into some of this stuff. I remember we were talking, um, when we first originally wanted to have you as our first guest. And I mean, we're so honored and privileged. We want to dive into your, your thoughts and your opinions or how much you want to give or how much you're willing to go into about some of the, the, the na- national news stories, the president and right. President Biden and, um, President Trump and all those things. So we definitely want to get your opinions and your thoughts on that. Well, the Department of Justice has made two different uh, big rulings here recently. One, trying to block Donald Trump from getting information or talking about information about the indictments. And then also even that issue down there in Texas where they're putting the buoys. They want to sue the state of Texas. So that's it. That's good. I want to know what you're going to think about that. And we come right back right after this short break here. Um, we're going to be right back with um, former Attorney General John Ashcroft. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield with Alex and Chris. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you guys on the drive in, the drive to work, or wherever you're going. Beautiful morning. I mean, it's just absolutely wonderful outside. Nice. I mean, the weather's great. It's been hot, hot, hot. And now we're getting a little bit of reprieve this week. That's so that's going to be good. Well, I wish that you guys were here with us in studio because we are getting a wealth of information and knowledge. I mean, we are privileged to have former um, attorney general, former senator, former governor, Oh, man, John Ashcroft, he's in the studio with us, and he's just breaking down some he of the things. He did, and I'm, I'm going to make him revisit something he said to us off the uh, when we were off the air. While Wait a second, you're going to make him? Or you're gonna no, I'm going to ask him yeah, to this is the very politely, general. our former governor and you do realize, former attorney general. But you do realize he probably got Secret Service outside waiting to. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be very secret because they'd have to be checking on me because they're not looking after me anymore. I'm worth, I'm worth more to them dead than I am. Alive. Oh, man. Do you miss that, by the way? Absolutely I not. didn't think you did. I like, I like to drive my own car. I don't like to have to. You know, they, they used to have a camera on my front door and a camera on my back door. And if I wanted to go to the hardware store, which wow. I like to do, I'd have to tell them 15 minutes in advance, you know, so wow. they could yeah. get there. And get check oh, it all out. You know, that's all in the past. Okay, wait. Could you drive yourself as the former attorney general? Well, I did. Yeah. And uh, one, I've. if you're not careful, these Secret Service people would take over. This is a little bit of a controversy with former President mm-hmm. Trump mm-hmm. that uh, he said he wanted to do certain things, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. And uh, I believe that the Constitution provides that the executive branch of government is the president of the United States. It's called the unitary executive and is not to be countermanded by people beneath him uh, who think they know better where he should be or not so and uh, lots of presidents have driven themselves roosevelt was famous for driving himself around and he drove around with the uh with the wife of the crown prince of norway i think was Whoa, the story wow. that, that he used know. to take her for drives in the country because because the Norwegians sent their people out of Norway when the Nazis came into Norway. But Is that it, saucy? I mean, a little bit saucy. Well, yeah. That, yeah <laughs> big, big PBS special on that this oh, last wow. fall, which huh. is, I have some Norwegian ancestry. My 
So, I mean, my grandfather said, if I can't find a job in the United States, I'll go back to Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you were saying something earlier, because earlier today we were talking about the Springfield Parks Department or the city of Springfield, the city council, awarding some of the ARPA funds or or, uh, moving some of the, the funds over to the Cooper Sports Complex. And, you know, I brought up in how that actually increases inflation. You had another thought on that. What was that? Well, it, it is true that the, theoretically the taxpayers are going to pay for this, but it's sort of in theory because we, we're not paying for it. We're going into debt for it, and we're going to ask our children and grandchildren someday to pay for it. It may be worth it, maybe not, but they are also – we're in debt to China yeah. for a lot of this so that when we're thinking about what we're going to do, money we're going to spend – and if it's going to be spent, I, I, I resonate with the idea, well, we might have some of it spent here in Springfield. It's a good thing. But the idea that this is uh, something that uh, we'll just have to pay for, well, somebody will have to pay for it, and it will be generations to come. And one quick point, this country started when people, King George of England was taxing and spending without paying. He wanted the colonists to pay for it. Yeah. And, the separation between the taxer spender and the person paying was the Atlantic Ocean. Now we're taxing and spending, and the separation is a generation or two away because we're exporting the cost of our governance to generations to come. And I, I'm not comfortable asking my grandchildren to pick up the tab for things that I don't have the discipline to say no on because they're beyond our capacity. So it fires inflation, no question about that, but it also displaces the responsibility of paying to the next generation. That's one of the reasons I always supported a balanced budget amendment yeah. to the Constitution. Don't want to keep going into debt and asking somebody down the road to pay for my, uh, well, pick up the tab on my excesses. Well, and then our debt, who's, who's our biggest, you know, owner of our debt? Yeah. China. Yeah. That's what, you know, yeah. it's China. Well, you've you've mastered the the Trumpian way of saying. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, I don't think we stop and think about that enough. I mean, you know, they literally, they they we we are selling out our our country. I mean, and I, I'm not trying to be an alarmist here, but I mean, China is buying up all of our debt, and they they could call. It's for not it. just that they're buying up farmland, farmland, farmland. They're buying up around military bases. Now they're still farming it, which is good. However. It's not owned by American farmers anymore. A big chunk of these corporations are owned by Chinese-backed uh, companies who are buying our farmland. Now, you China, talk about something China, that's not right. China. China. They have a plan, and they, have, they want to take over. They want, they want to displace the American dollar as, the, the, national, as the, the, the international currency. I mean, China has a plan, and, um, and we're, not, we're not paying attention. I, I, we better not be careful. I'll, you'll get me started on China and their military and what they have in reserves, and we'll never get to Mr. Ashcroft again, but... I have a question for you. On the Trump indictments, the Department of Justice is trying to block, I'm I'm assuming the Attorney General's office, is trying to block Trump from even talking about January 6th openly in in public, the way I understand it. This just came out this weekend, so I haven't completely studied up on it. Can they do that? Well, you know, uh, power is, you know, there are sometimes difference between power and authority. I don't okay. think they have the authority under the Constitution to do it, but whether they can in some way allege that they do and and seek to exercise various kinds of power to throttle Trump, I, I'd say lots of luck. Right. People have been trying to shut him up for a long time, and 
and uh and i i'm in favor of free speech uh you know people call me up and say do you still believe in free speech john and i say yeah and then they say well come to tulsa we want you to make one now that's not what i mean by free speech <laughs> <laughs> I had a, we needed Cass's rim shot there i was i get it now but, yeah but do you uh, believe in free speech but <laughs> i i believe that he has the right to speak and the business of the Justice Department ought to be protecting the rights of people to speak, not inhibiting the capacity and right of people to speak. Yeah. And the the undervaluation of the public's uh, intellect. So saying that, well, we can't have the public hearing things that we don't believe are right. The public has a right to weigh things, mm-hmm. the good, the bad, to sort them out. And to disrespect things they don't believe and to respect things they do believe. That's at the heart of liberty and freedom. Yeah. And the Justice Department, I think, is way out of its bounds when it's trying to limit what people can hear or determine what people ought to hear. Well, they know what's best. I mean, they know what's better for us. And we, and we, we're little kids and we're just supposed to take what they give us. That's. That's what they're saying to us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there, okay. uh, it's not a laughing matter, <laughs> well, but it is laughable. It is. I mean, there's a perfect example of them coming out with these indictments that are accusing him of causing all this problem problems over January the 6th. And then, then they're going to block him or block his defense attorneys or whoever from even coming out and talking about it. Well, you know, there's one important thing about this me. last set of indictments. They allege that Trump knew that these uh, various elections were not corrupted well i don't i think that really puts the idea of whether or not they were corrupted in play it's going to be and he can later. bring evidence of all these things in a carload yeah. mm-hmm. and i don't think there's any question that there were irregularities yeah and i think let, they let should me give be you three, three words mail in ballot well you know some mail in ballots uh, were legal but other things were done totally outside the framework of of the legal process and they were done with the excuse that we have the right to suspend the law based on a pandemic Uh, you know abraham lincoln he uh, uh suspended habeas corpus but the supreme court said not even the civil war can give you the justification as president to suspend habeas corpus yeah. and they ruled against it in the famous milligan case which when i teach in law school i go over that case uh so that the idea that somehow exigency or emergency can cause some people to become czars or dictators and trump is going to have an opportunity to bring some stuff out in court that people are going to wish they it's a can of worms they're going to yeah. wish they hadn't opened he's going to open it man that's good we got to have this guy back on the show don't you agree? That's the plan. I think that is the people plan. want to hear from you. Thank you so much, Attorney General. Well, some people say back on. People frequently tell me to back off. <laughs> so we're not one of those people. We're not those people. Hey, it's Great. 745. It's time for Traffic with Don Luzader here on KWTO News, Analysis and Opinion. And coming up, some looters in Chicago? That's just crazy.